If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Y'all better strap in because the headline today is Sonic the Hedgehog Creator Arrested. Oh, my God. What did Welcome he do? Welcome to what Kind of Funny do? Games Daily. Just because he made Balan Wonderworld? <laughs> We're arresting him for his crimes? Let my man free. He did nothing wrong. Don't free quote you, me on G. that. Don't quote me on that, all right? We'll see when we get we'll there. We'll see when we get there. Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily. Of course, I'm Tim Geddes, and I am joined by the new face of video games, Blessing at Aoye Jr. Locked up, they won't let me <laughs> oh my god it's a perfect storm of me and you being on, it, the, on it, this episode it really i can't is wait to plus. talk about i this. cannot wait to get into all the details of what happened to make the sonic the hedgehog creator get arrested it's uh, a long time coming yes definitely definitely today it's friday november 18th 2022 the day that Pokemon Violet and Scarlet are out and people get to yeah. play. My copy's downloading right now. I was going to say, you haven't started it yet? No, no. I'm very oh. excited for you to play this game. Yeah, yeah. Bear, have you started it yet? I started it up last night and Hell Sam, yeah. you called it where it's like, no matter how great this game is, those first couple hours going to be real I fucking hate boring. That. Yes. And I, like, I got it. It was, it was a combination of like it unlocked at 9 p.m. last night and I was staying up to, to play it. And I was already tired by the time we got to nine. So it was one of those things where I got to the first battle after choosing your Pokemon. And then I just like, I, I put my switch in sleep mode and then I went into sleep mode. Yeah, you mm, did, baby. Yeah. But I honestly, like to hear. just push those first three hours. I even think the first hours I, of this I, game. And, 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 and we know that, right? Yeah. Tim and I are, you know, uh, seasoned Pokemon been, players. Yeah, we've been around the block a few times but when I it comes think to Pokemon. The first so. hours of this Pokemon game, I think, stretch a little bit even more than the, the traditional Pokemon game because I feel like they're setting up just a, a little bit more. But once you push past it, because that was my thing where I felt <clears throat> so much like I was going through the motions in the first few hours. Where I was like, oh, okay, here we go. Another Pokemon game game but then you push past it and it's like oh the motions are gone now it's just me exploring this cool pokemon world and we're gonna talk about pokemon we all later. live in a pokemon world we all yeah we all live in a pokemon world pokemon uh but like once you get in there and once you actually get into the flow of uh playing pokemon scarlet and violet for me it was a magical experience like yeah. we're gonna talk about how badly it runs and all that stuff again which i think we're gonna talk about for a while now um but play pokemon scarlet and violet if you're a Pokemon fan, play Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. I, I, I don't want to go too long on this, and I know we're, we're going to talk about news stories and all that in a, in a second, but I want to give a shout-out, because I was thinking about this recently, as I often do, about the Pokemon theme song, the original one from the Indigo League, all of that. Is it the actual most iconic theme song of all time? The original Pokemon theme yeah. song? It's I, I am willing to bet that more people of all ages, whether they watch the show or not, know more words to that theme song than any other theme song oh well are we talking about words only like lyrics only or just like theme songs in general any because I, I would put i would put the simpsons up there mm-hmm but yeah. the simpsons have uh, simpsons theme song have words no no it's just oh, the you're talking about the simpson but the dun, 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 dun. like that's, okay that's really fucking iconic i think yeah. i think they're comparable i think those are like in the same sphere yeah it's good stuff. Recognizable. But you know what you know, doesn't oh, get enough love, though? Uh, there is one that I would put above both of those, though. Mm. Fresh Prince. 
Uh, see, I don't know. I, really? I, mean, I think I think that, that there's definitely an argument to be made, mm. but I feel like that is not everybody. Mm. I mean, I but know? not everybody is going to be Pokemon. Like, I, I don't like know. I, it's I, two I different think, audiences at that point. Yeah, but I think that the 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 size of the I think Pokemon transcends more outside. Interesting. I mean, again, Pokemon is the number one entertainment property in the world. Yeah, Nick, but Nick that's has like, opinions that's, over here. He's in the back. He's pacing back and forth. He's got opinions. I want to know what Nick they Nick got <laughs> shit. What's he, he's just walking around. Why are you walking around <laughs> all nimbly bimbly out there? Show me that smile again. Show me that smile. I love that. That's it. Bless makes an argument for Fresh Prince. Nick makes an argument for Growing Pains. <laughs> That was great. That was fantastic. I, but, but I do want to uh, give two shout outs, though, because, of course, the first Pokemon theme gets all the love. Mm. But shout out to the Orange Islands theme, the, the we all live in a okay, Pokemon yeah, yeah, yeah. world, because that was a banger. But is then the, the fucking one? Johto theme, dude. Do you want to be a master? Is that that yeah, one? Oh, it is. my God. Yeah. Yo, Pokemon came with the themes. Yeah. And shout then they the followed Pokemon up the themes. Johto one with the do 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 Everybody wants to be a master. Come that, on. I will, come I will on. say, I think unequivocally, when you're talking about uh, theme to theme, like the change, the changes of themes between seasons, I do think Pokemon is goaded. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they're pulling out another anime or another show that has like a better roster of themes than yeah. Pokemon. Yeah. I mean, I should. I, I mean, would need to incredible. think a little bit, but yeah. I, I feel like I could pull a couple that that could fight it. Oh, somebody says Power Rangers. I mean, Power Rangers like, is great. Themes. That's a good one. Yeah. The go go power. Yeah. Yeah, and that the guitar solo. Come we gotta on. we gotta find the like OG a One Piece theme as well. This this might be an episode of shitlist. Uh -huh. We can we can find a way to do I love this it. in official I love form. It. Today's stories include Sonic's creator arrested, what the fuck is wrong with Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, and more, because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily, where each and every weekday we come at you live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames and youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames. You can watch live there, or you can watch later on YouTube. You can also get it as a podcast by searching your favorite podcast service for kind of funny games daily and we will be right there for you remember you can use epic creator code kind of funny on all epic store and epic in-game purchases like rocket league and Fortnite to help support the channel to be part of the show you can go to kind of funny.com slash kfgd to write in your questions squad ups and more and remember you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny to get you the show ad free plus a bevy of bonus content like the shit list we're going to record after this episode of games daily that i'm really excited about um and thank yeah, you let me to tell you I, <laughs> I dropped my coaster yeah and had to lean down to pick it up i swear to god i almost broke my ribs oh no <laughs> because of how high like my i have my chair because i want to be at least close to the same height as you and so like bending down legitimately i was like oh i might not get up from this <laughs> i love it i'm happy you're okay <laughs> thank you shout out to our patreon producers morgan lorraine fargo brady christopher rodriguez the Kind of Funny Destiny 2 PC Clan, Tall Tree 81, Joseph A. Carlson, One Up Pest Control, Carrie Palmer, Elliot, Brian Chaney, Trevor Starkey, Super Daddy Kyle, Always Makes Me Smile, Undertopian, David Mindtel, Mind Freak, Eric Velasquez, Scotty Wyatt, Alex Gradle, Al Tribesman, the Predator, uh, J Jason L., James Davis Makes, Nanobiologist, Ryan T. from Tennessee, Derek Garrick, and Donald Eccles. Y'all are the absolute best. Today we're brought to you by Rocket Money Policy, Genius, and Shopify. We'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. It's time for some news. We have five stories today. A baker's dozen. 
right, everyone, strap in. We're getting right into it. Legendary Sonic designer Yuji Naka has been arrested in Japan. This comes from Luke Plunkett at Kotaku. Over the past 24 hours, a number of people in Japan, including a Square Enix employee, have been arrested on insider trading charges related to a Dragon Quest game announcement. Legendary Sega designer Yuji Naka is reportedly among them. My boy got caught up. Wow. <sighs> the scandal centers around a studio called Aiming, which in 2020 was announced as the developer of a new Dragon Quest game called Tact. Last night, it was first alleged that 38-year-old Square Enix employee Tasuki Sazaki, who has worked on Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts games, knew of the deal before it was publicly announced and, along with a friend, purchased a ton of shares in Aiming, hoping to profit when the share price presumably went up. Naka, 57, who's credited as one of the main creators of Sonic the Hedgehog and who has also worked on everything from Nights into Dreams to Fantasy Star, don't not include Balan Wonderland. We need to credit oh, him with oh that. Oh, my God, please He do. needs it. Um, has been arrested on similar charges. According to a FNN report, Naka is accused of also knowing about the aiming deal before it was public news and taking the opportunity to purchase 10,000 shares in the company. While most famous for his work with Sega, Naka had most recently teamed up with Square Enix on the ill-fated 3D platformer Balan Wonderland. Okay, thank you. Thank you for doing your due diligence here. Uh, he parted ways to the company in April 2021. These allegations stem from 2020 when he was still working with the publisher. Naka was arrested by the Tokyo District Public Prosecutor's Office, which is continuing its investigation. He's alleged to have purchased 10,000 shares worth 2.8 million yen or around USD $20,000. Um, Suzaki, meanwhile, is accused of buying 26.4 million worth or around USD 188K. Authorities have yet to disclose whether... Uh, any of the three men arrested so far still own those shares or whether they had been sold off for profit prior to the investigation. This is such a funny news story. It is. Like, it it's is. ridiculous how just like what a series, series of events, right? You create Sonic the Hedgehog, mm -hmm. one of the most memed IPs, mm -hmm. maybe in history, right? You go on, you create things like Knights into Legends. You eventually create Battle in Wonderworld, right? Mm -hmm. Something that would give Sonic a run for his money when it comes to the memeability oh, yeah. of an IP, right? One of the worst games of, was that last year? God, that feels like it was forever ago. One of the worst games ever, of, <laughs> ever, right? And then you're like, man, how do I follow up Battle in Wonderworld? Like, I, I fucking, I, I nailed this shit, right? How do I, how do I sink deeper? I know, prison. That's, where I'm, that's where I'm going next. We're going straight to prison. He needed the money. Oh, yeah, man. this is uh, obviously unfortunate. I imagine that there, there's a lot of money laundering going on in the games industry that we don't know about. And um, I'm surprised it's the story's coming from Japan. And it is coming from from this man, but hey, I don't make the stories; I just read them. Yeah, we just we just comment comment on the stories, right? And usually, when it comes to stories like this, we we were able to give like the deep analysis. We're able to get in there and talk about our takes and all this stuff. I think this is just one of those ones where it's like, all right, what are the jokes to make here, right? Like, yo, you got you got what? Two people from Square, one person from Sega, uh, go uh, going to uh, to prison, right? Like, I feel like that's enough to where you can create your own your new studio. You know, we had Convict Music. Can you make Convict Studios, yeah. Tim? Locked up. Locked up. <laughs> they won't let Sonic go they fast. They just won't let him go fast, man. Like, that's all he wants to do. He's asking so nicely. He went too fast, Tim. He Yo, did. Too fast, close to the sun. The next season of Prison Break is about to be off the chain. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Is yeah. Sonic, Knuckles, <laughs> Tails, figuring out how to plot their way out of prison? There's oh. been weirdly a lot of Prison Break talk in the studio lately, and I don't know why. Yeah. Like, yeah. the show or just in general? Yeah, the show. Oh, because that show was off the chain. Okay. Dude, that season one was incredible. The rest of the season's not as great, but I still watched the rest of it because I was obsessed. Okay. And I... now we're going to get a new season with Yuji <laughs> Naka. Let's go. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, man. Let's move on because there is really nothing else to say <laughs> about our boy. Free Yuji, though. Should we free Yuji? I don't know. I don't think I don't we need know. a free Yuji. It sounds like he's guilty. That motherfucker committed that crime. Like maybe keep keep that dude in prison. But goddamn, unless he didn't, unless he's actually innocent somehow, then yeah, free my guy Yuji. Story number two: Pokemon Scarlet and Violet are a technical mess. This comes from the homie Rebecca Valentine at BGC. Is that right? IGN. That, that At IGN. Up. I'm so used to signing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet's review embargo has lifted, and as it ticks over to November 18th around the world, folks are beginning to get access to them, which means everyone's now able to see an extremely unfortunate glaring issue with the games. They run very, very poorly. Uh, yeah, there's a video. Thank you very much for bringing it up, Barrett. In this video, you can see one of the worst running video games I've ever seen. It is running at, at a, a breezy... So single Eight digits. frames per second, single maybe. Digits. And you're seeing like real bad popping. Pop I will in, say, pop During out. my time playing, I've not gotten anything this bad. But like the, the fact that, oh my God, I'm seeing the video again. Jesus Christ, this is bad. Uh, the fact that during the review period, right, you have a small amount of reviewers reviewing your game and everybody is like, oh yeah, like this game runs bad. Like, yeah, once this game gets out to the public, which now it's out to the public, right? I think we're going to see more and more stuff. Probably like this, where it is, oh, this is what this is the worst of what this this game has to offer in terms of what it's pushing in tech. Uh, we covered this in our review in progress, but there's a lot more to the game that we discussed in there. But here's a quick excerpt summarizing the issues we specifically ran into. The frame rate is all over the place, dipping agonizingly low, even when only a few effects such as flowing water or weather are on the screen. Character models only a few feet away pop in and out, sometimes rapidly, or chug along at stop-motion animation speeds. Everything has a weird shimmery blur to it, and shadows frequently disappear and reappear, suddenly and illogically. Pokemon clip in and out of walls or floors at odd angles or get stuck in them entirely, and the list goes on. To be clear, from my own experience playing, the issues went far beyond frame rate. Aside from the aforementioned hard crashes, lag, frame rate drops, pop-in, and clipping issues, if I had a hard just crash... In Pokemon, I I had a hard crash. Oh no! And I was so confused. I was oh. like, "What is going on?" I didn't know my Switch could do this. I like, I'm so, so used to seeing a blue screen on my PlayStation. I didn't even know what the what the Switch crash screen looked like. I oh. learned. I also ran into a handful of bugs. One area, I'm sure you did, Caterpie baby. Hey. Uh, one area I explored refused to let me pick up any of the items lying around on the ground. I've seen multiple wild Pokemon stuck in walls, unable to be battled, and I've been able to briefly fly vertically up a waterfall. Hell yeah. Polygon, Eurogamer, The Guardian, and basically everyone else cited the issues in their reviews just like we did. But overall, it seems that the pool of reviewers who had early access to test these issues was pretty small. So it stands to reason that now that the general public's also playing, even more issues are being discovered. There's currently a day one patch that supposedly improves performance, but given our entire review period was spent playing on said patch, we're not optimistic for everyone else. We're going to need more patches. It's a bummer, right? And I think the conversation I've seen going back and forth uh, online is... Who do we blame, right? Whose fault is this? Is this the fault of the Switch hardware? And I put up a tweet yesterday talking about how, like, I think I, I have my complaints about the Switch, especially the Switch in 2022, because there have been quite a few games where I'm like, man, I wish this looked better. I always go back to No More Heroes 3, where that was kind of my breaking point of, man, this game would look better if it was developed for another more powerful platform, right? And then you go forward and you have games like Xenoblade Chronicles 3, you have Bayonetta uh, 3, right? And these games don't look bad by any means, but... Playing these games, then going back and forth between playing something like God of War Ragnarok or uh, other games on uh, on the PS5 or Xbox Series X or PC, and then going to Switch, it is like a, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, I can see the, the fact that these games just don't look up to par comparatively. But that said, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet are on a different level, right, where it is 
consistently inconsistent in its frame rate in the issues, right? It is, it runs, it runs poorly. It does not look great in terms of graphical fidelity. In terms of art style, I think it looks pretty good, right? I really enjoy the art style of this game, the design of this game, but the design decisions are let down so badly by how bad the game runs. And again, I don't think that's purely the Switch. I think the Switch is an issue, but I think more so what it is, is this is Game Freak's first game where they're going for this type of scope and scale, right? This is, But it's not. It is, though. Like, I mean, that is, but like, I feel like Arceus, they just did it this year. And sure, hmm. there's more things here, but I, it's, it's Arceus like, is way more empty, though. Right, like this okay, is a game okay. that is. That, I haven't played this game, so. This is a game that like Arceus and uh, Barrow saying this yesterday, right? It's like divided into zones. Yeah, Arceus those, is also way more empty. Zones, whereas this is like full on. It's full on world. open world, right? Everything is connected. It is doing the you can go whatever direction thing uh, that that, uh, that you want, right? It is populated with towns, like multiple, multiple towns. I forget how many towns were in Arceus, but I don't think it was that many, right? Um, I think this game is going way beyond what Arceus was trying to do, just in terms of scope and scale. Um, and so I think it's that, and I also think it is the rapid pace that they're releasing these games. The fact that Game Freak has put out as many games as they have in the last generation forever. now. It's like, and forever, right? It's fucking wild. And I think putting out that many games while trying to scale up at the same time and not having a big team. Like, I need to double-check to see what the, uh, the amount of people that are on the, the Game Freak uh, studio is, right? But, like, I know that team's not that big, right? And so, like, I think balancing all those things is going to lead to games that I think technically just up, uh, aren't going to be up to par. And I think that those are things you need to fix, right? I think, and I think you have multiple ways to go about that. I think that could be during your development, you know, asking Nintendo for help or Nintendo coming to Game Freak and Pokemon Company being like, yo, we are putting Monolith like as support for this, or we are putting some of our resources as support for this because you're Pokemon, right? Like you're one of the most important franchises that's all on the switch. Why isn't there more, uh, more help there? I think it is maybe Pokemon company going, what if we didn't put out multiple games a year? What if we didn't put out an annual game, right? What if it was every other annual year? games? Uh... Yeah. Like annual games. Like what if, what if we did spread this out a bit more? So we had time to polish and, sp and, and spruce things up, right? I know, the argument then becomes about business of, hey, people are going to buy it anyway, and we're going to make that money anyway. And we're going, like, business-wise, it might not make sense for them when they look at the peer numbers of it. But I don't think, I think when you when you end up in this place where you're putting out a, a, a Pokemon game that is, I think, unequivocally, at least for me, right, it is a Pokemon game that is stepping things forward. It is a Pokemon game that I'm playing, and I'm like, finally, this is what I want from Pokemon, and it should be your Breath of the Wild moment, for like lack of a better um, comparison point. It shouldn't be marred down with performance issues like this that are impossible not to like point out and go, what the fuck is happening, yeah. right? Like, no. what, is Zelda, like if Zelda ran like this, we'd be like, what the fuck? Like, what just, what happened? Like, we would be freaking out. The fact that Pokemon can come out and like have frame rates at this level and have pop it in like and have it be expected. I think that's the worst thing. Is like no one's surprised by this. We're let down. We're not surprised. Yeah. It's such a bummer, man. And I, I, we've said it a million times. I don't need to like keep going in circles about it. But it's just like it is very unfortunate. The game freak uh, is clearly just focused on the games coming out and making the money from them and just getting to the next one immediately and just like churning these things out because mm -hmm. that's what they've been doing. And it's like, yes, this is the the biggest scope. But it's like we did just get Arceus and even before then Sword and Shield. Like we've been building to this the last couple generations uh, and even like sidesteps of generations and that to me makes it even more unacceptable where it's not like this level of ambition wasn't planned or expected yeah. and it wasn't just sprung on them they've been building to this for the last 
20 years, arguably. Um, but anyways, I, I'm really upset and sad by that because it's like, I want to love Pokemon. I want to love playing modern Pokemon games. They yeah. make it so, so, they make it difficult, so right? difficult to. So, so many times. And we're talking, these technical problems are not even the problems we've talked about for generations as well of like no VO and like all yeah. these like weird um, things that already hold these games back and make them feel dated the moment they, they come out. And now it's like they're dated and don't run. <laughs> it's yeah. like what the actual shit and talking about the switch hardware. I mean, Look, I want 4K Switch so bad, and it sucks that we don't have that. And we're at this point in the generation. I don't know that we're going to get that anytime soon, especially mm -hmm. not in time for Zelda. I think Zelda. we need it, though. Like, maybe not in time for <sighs> Zelda. Probably, I hope, but like, I hope. I think we need it. I, I wish I could be a fly on the wall on Nintendo, because I'm sure the back and forth of the place we're at in the Switch generation is the, it's that rock in a hard place of, all right, our games are looking dated now, right? Like the Switch in terms of tech is not pushing it anymore. We have, again, we have the PS5, we have the Xbox Series X, we have the we have things like the Steam Deck, which is a handheld that actually does look great, right? When you have games on there. And I think Nintendo understands and are seeing the criticisms, especially as more and more reviews come out for their big tentpole games. And they're seeing that cited as a, uh, a knock against these games. I think they know, but I think, on the other hand, right, they are like, well, the Switch is still selling. Like, we are still pumping these things I don't, I don't know that I agree with you on that. Like, I don't think mm -hmm. that they see that at all. Like, where would they see that? Because think the, about it. What, the Switch numbers or the complaints? The complaints. Because, mm -hmm. like, sure, now here we have them with Pokemon. Where else were they? Bayonetta, a little bit. But, like, like the games you're talking about, Xenoblade didn't have those criticisms. I mean, I had that criticism of Xenoblade. I, I would, like, I, I feel like the people that have become seasoned as Nintendo fans that are uh, that were there for Xenoblade 1, 1 and 2 and are going into 3, they're like, yeah, this looks like Xenoblade, right? And maybe it looks a bit better, but when you compare that to anything else that's coming yeah, out, yeah, yeah. like, it's like, come on, man. But I, I think there's, like, I don't think Nintendo cares about that. Like, when people, because they're like, look, people are buying it, people are loving it, it's reviewing well. It's like, it, that, that to me is the thing, until the reviews are showing that people are, like, upset about it and it's actually an issue, mm -hmm. it's not an issue to them at all. And it's like, when you start looking at, like, Pokemon is such a, uh, a difficult thing to talk about because it's not Nintendo. It's the Pokemon company. And yeah. it's Game Freak. And it's like there's so many levels of weirdness that are attributed to those things that I don't know that we're ever going to get out of this. Like, I think it is just an endless cycle. God. I <laughs> Which is not. so, so unfortunate. But, nope. like, I would love to. I mean, let, let's get into this question here from uh, Michael Restive uh, D'Angelo. Well, Pokemon's out again. It seems like the actual new additions to the game are great. However, the game is plagued with not just minor performance issues, but ones that make the experience worse by a large margin. With Game Freak's history of not really patching or fixing their games, can we expect these issues to be improved? This is also not the first Game Freak game released with large performance issues, and the short release cycle is guaranteed to be a factor in that. Is it time to move Pokemon to a longer development cycle or even give the reins to another studio entirely? Maybe someone like Monolith Soft. Keep being beautiful best friends. Please do that. <laughs> I would love that. You you think the reins of Pokemon could be given to another studio entirely? Yes. Really? I, I mean, I think that that is the only solution, legitimately. Really? I think that the Game Freak has created the Bible. We all understand it. We know the rules of Pokemon. We know how this game is going to work. We know what additions can happen. Other people can do it, and other people can do it better. So you're saying they're wow. like the George Lucas, and we need to find the Dave Filoni now? Real talk? Yes, Barrett. Wow. That is exactly wow. what I'm saying. Damn. I... I don't know if I agree. 
right? I think my main my main issues with Pokemon Scarlet and Violet are purely technical, right? I think design-wise, I think in terms of vision, in terms of what Pokemon Scarlet and Violet bring to the table, that's I mean that's the reason why I still gave this game a four out of five, despite the uh, despite how it ran, right? This is a fun Pokemon game that I would recommend any Pokemon fan play, right? If you're looking to play to get into Pokemon, I would recommend you play Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, right? I still gotta cite the issues, I still gotta cite the technical stuff because it's glaring, and also like that is worth you guys doing, but that. It's not anywhere close to enough for me to go like, yeah, and don't play Pokemon Scarlet and Violet because the game is still fantastic. I think, I don't, I don't think they need to give the, they need to give the reins to another studio. I think they could. I, and I guess it depends. It depends on how we're defining give the reins. I could see it be a back and forth thing of, hey, Call of Duty has three different developers that mm -hmm. rotate on a cycle. What if instead of Game Freak putting out RCS, uh, Scarlet? Brilliant Diamond, all these different games. What if there was a co-studio that was all right? Pokemon Company is now spread between these studios that are Game Freak, Monolith, whatever other studios you want to add in there, and they rotate on. All right, Game Freak makes the uh, like medium tier Pokemon game. Monolith makes the high tier Pokemon game. Like in terms of scope and in terms of polish and all that stuff, right? Like, what if we could divide it up that way so they can still get these different takes and these different uh, flavors and tastes of Pokemon. Cause I think game freak still incredible. has that, that, uh, that talent there. What was that? It'd be incredible. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like that, like, that's it'd the be dream. fantastic. Right. I think that, I think that's a solution. I think another solution would be for them to hire up and like, you know, get, get bigger and better numbers at their studio. And then also like, I would love them to hone in in terms of not releasing so many games, but I think for them, they're like, yeah, fuck that option because y'all yeah, no, bought RCS, yes, like y'all bought Brilliant Diamond and all this stuff. But I mean, and yeah, again, we're, we're solving a problem that they don't see as a problem, but mm -hmm. uh, I would love if there were different teams and it was that kind of cycle of, if they want that many games coming out, cool, yeah. just have different teams working on them and I'll, I'll make them different projects different experiences like because that is what pokemon has been for the generation I, and i think it's been good right the fact that we got pokemon let's go and that was a very casual remake to og pokemon that i played and i was like you know what it's not what i asked for but you know i had fun with this this is pretty fun it was right? a fun weekend it was a fun weekend we got pokemon sword that was like a more traditional like it felt like you're coming off of 3ds pokemon you got Pokemon Arceus, which was, like, this different vision for what Pokemon could be, and a lot of people enjoyed that, and that had its issues as well. But, like, Pokemon this generation has only been different takes on Pokemon, right? Like, every Pokemon game has been, has been so different from the last. What if we took the three best ones and we're like, cool, now let's just make these, right? Or what if we just refined it to, all right, let's make the brilliant diamond and shining pearl uh, type Pokemon games that are chibi cute or whatever, and, like, have that be just one... Um, branch of what Pokemon is and then have the mainline branch and then have the RCS branch and just move from there, right? I think there are things you can do to refine the Pokemon franchise that would make sense and make it more of a viable and, like, holistically loved thing as opposed to a thing that we go, yeah, I love it, despite X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Huh? Hey, 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 Pokemon X, Y, and Z. Moving on to story number three. Actually, before we do that, remember, you can go to patreon.com slash kindoffunny to get the show ad-free, but for everyone else... Here's some ads. Shout out to Rocket Money for sponsoring this episode. We all love gobbling up content and we have an understanding of what subscriptions we use, right? Or do we? Do you know how much your subscriptions really cost? Most Americans think they spend around $80 a month on subscriptions when the actual total is closer to 200 plus. That's right, you could be wasting hundreds of dollars each month on subscriptions you don't even know about. There's this app that we love using that takes care of that for us and it's called Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill. The app shows all your subscriptions in one place and then cancels for you whatever you don't still want. Rocket Money can even find subscriptions you didn't know you were paying for. You may even find out you've been double charged for a subscription. 
To cancel a subscription, all you have to do is press cancel and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Get rid of useless subscriptions with Rocket Money now. Go to rocketmoney.com slash kind of funny. Seriously, it could save you hundreds per year. That's rocketmoney.com slash kind of funny. Cancel your unnecessary subscriptions right now at rocketmoney.com slash kind of funny. Shout out to Shopify for sponsoring this episode. We love Shopify here at kind of funny because we use it to run our very own kind of funny.com slash store. Shopify makes it simple to sell to anyone from anywhere. Start selling with Shopify and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of your favorite businesses worldwide. With Shopify, you'll create an online store in your vibe, discover new customers and grow the following that keeps them coming back. Shopify has all the sales channels sorted so your business keeps growing from an in-person POS system to an all-in-one e-commerce platform, even across social media platforms like TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. And thanks to 24-7 support and free libraries full of educational content, Shopify's got you every step of the way. It's how every minute new sellers around the world make their first sale with Shopify. And you will too. When you're ready to launch your thing into the spotlight, do it with Shopify, the commerce platform backing millions of businesses down the street and around the globe. Go on, try Shopify for free and start selling anywhere. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash kfgames, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash kfgames to start selling online today. Shopify.com slash kfgames. Shout out to Policy Genius for sponsoring this episode. Life insurance is the type of thing you never hope you need, but the reality is mortgage payments, childcare, and other expenses don't disappear when you're gone. And since life insurance typically gets more expensive as we age, now's the time to buy. Policy Genius gives you a smarter way to find and buy the right coverage for you and your family. Their technology makes it easy to compare life insurance quotes from top companies like AIG and Prudential in just a few clicks to find your lowest price. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $17 per month for $500,000 of coverage. And Policy Genius has licensed agents who can help you find options that offer coverage in as little as a week and avoid unnecessary medical exams. They're not incentivized to recommend one insurer over another, so you can trust their guidance. There are no added fees and your personal info is private. No wonder they have thousands of five-star reviews on Google and Trustpilot. Your loved ones deserve a financial safety net. You deserve a smarter way to find and buy it. Head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you can save. That's policygenius.com. Tim, Tim, I want you to clear your mind. Uh-huh. All right. Anybody could develop a Pokemon game right now. Who are you choosing? Um, I, I would want, without having played it, mm. I would want the Final Fantasy 14 team. Oh, okay. Yeah. Make okay. a single player one. Yeah. Okay. Everything I've seen of Final Fantasy 16, I'm like, this is th- this vibe, this tone, this level of epicness and like character shit. Mm-hmm. That's what I'd want from a Pokemon game. Follow up question. Uh, you're, you're tasked with creating a Sonic Universe game mm-hmm. where. One of the characters has to break out of prison. What, what what character is the game based around? I mean, I feel like like there's an easy answer. Uh, so I'm, I'm is there an easy answer? I don't oh, know. Yeah, Shadow the Hedgehog. Oh. Shadow the Hedgehog prison yeah. break game. Yeah. Oh, with the, with guns. See, I'm, I immediately jump to Knuckles because I feel like he'd be the easiest to get out because he'll just dig his little way. What about uh? Oh, you, actually, you know what? I take it back about my easy answer. My guy Espio. Espio is his name, right? Fucking stealthy. Espio. No, not Ezio. The Sonic, the purple, purple guy. Hold oh, the little chameleon looking dude? Yeah. Espio Sonic. The chameleon. Yeah. Yeah, because his whole thing was stealth. 
Okay. In Sonic Heroes, he was like a very stealthy yeah. type character. A, pri- a Prison Break Espio the Chameleon game? <laughs> oh, I'm all about it. Yuji Naka. You're, you're dreaming <laughs> big, bless. <laughs> Yuji Naka, right now, I know you're getting all the inspiration, all right? Give me, give me an SBO Escape from Prison game. I love it. Escape from Prison. <laughs> I love it. Escape from the city. Escape from prison. Uh, story number three. The director of Fallout New Vegas would be open to working on the series again. This comes from Tom Ivan at VGC. Fallout New Vegas director Josh Sawyer has said that he could see himself working on the series again in the future. During an interview with Kind of Funny Games, Whoa. Obsidian's design director was asked about his experience making 2010's Fallout spinoff New Vegas and whether he might one day return to the series. Uh, remember, everybody, you can check out the Kind of Funny X cast where Mike interviewed this man. Um, he described New Vegas as a crazy development because it was only 18 months, but one that was super fulfilling and super fantastic. Uh, I love Fallout. I love the setting. I could see myself working in it again, but, you know, we'll see where the future takes me, he said. Sawyer was also asked what his dream setting for a new series entry might be. I'm not really sure. I haven't thought about it in quite a while because, again, it kind of came into my life and then floated away. In the past, I've said, you know, people have talked about New Orleans. I do think California or the Midwest could also be very interesting. First of all, California. shout out to Snowbike Mike for making headlines here. Mm-hmm. Right? Fantastic interview. Fantastic uh, bits. Fantastic questions. We're looking at you, Snowbike Mike. You want to come through? Snowbike Mike. Mike coming through, everybody. Hey. Getting the hype ready on a Friday. My my question for you, Mike, is when you asked when you asked about this, did you know that this is going to be a headline? Were you like, oh, I got this one? What was the question again? I just walked in. Uh, asking Josh Sawyer about uh, 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 New Vegas, right? Whether he'd want to return to the series. <laughs> uh, yeah, of course, Blessing. I mean, with the conversation over at Obsidian and how the CEO wants to return to Fallout and really hopes before his time in the sun that they go back to it, you got to ask Josh Sawyer that question, right? I think... All of the fans wanted it. All of my writer or my viewer questions were about New Vegas and, hey, would this guy return to it? And his background, right? Bless of like, mm-hmm. he's so talented in the RPG world from Pillars to New Vegas. I think the standout thing to me was, is like, we talk with these developers, Tim and Bless, and it's like, for them, some of them, it's a lifelong thing. For some of them, like Josh said, oh, that was 18 months, right? Like, it's a blink of an eye. And you look at the history and lineage, there's so much more time spent on other games. And so for him, it's like, when he says 18 months like that, it's like, oh, does he really want to return? It was such a short time. Maybe he has a mm. passion for something else. But, yeah, I would love to see Obsidian jump back in to Fallout. Is jo- if Josh is a part of that, that's great. But if he's moving on to something he's more passionate about, that's fine as well. But I want more Fallout for sure. Oh, yeah. You can go to YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. You can check out that episode of Xcast. Again, mm-hmm. that's Mike. That's Gary. That's the, them interviewing Josh Sawyer. Uh, but, yeah, I would also want Obsidian to work on more Fallout. It goes back to conversations that we've had since uh, uh, Bethesda has announced uh, Starfield, right, coming out next year. But then also uh, announced Elder Scrolls, the next uh, six, Elder Scrolls six coming out a decade from now, probably, right? Like, when are we going to get the next Fallout? That's my concern, is that we're not going to see a Fallout for the next, like, 15 years because of how these development cycles go. So with that being the case, can you give Fallout to somebody else who's under the Bethesda umbrella or who is under the Microsoft umbrella? And who better to give Fallout to, right, than Obsidian, a crew that has made a Fallout that many people would probably say is their favorite Fallout in Fallout uh, New Vegas. And also a studio that is making their own version of Fallout in the way of Outer Worlds and Outer Worlds 2. I think seeing Obsidian take that over would be really fun and interesting and mm-hmm. i i think for them it's a matter of do they want to or not right yeah. i know they love outer worlds as well and outer worlds i think for people is special and i really enjoy outer worlds but also i'm gonna miss fallout if we don't get a fallout game in the next i don't know five six seven years 
Yeah, I imagine I imagine we will, but I do think it, it it's going to be in that time frame, right? Yeah. Like I think it's later than sooner for sure. Uh, before we move to the next story, I'm going to change my answer oh. to the Pokemon thing. This is a weird. This is weird, and it's out there, but I stand by it. Gorilla. I want okay. a Gorilla Pokemon okay. RPG. Damn. A little more action focused. Are you? Is it still turn based? Or are you going for just no? I'm going back? straight up action. Oh, baby. okay. Yeah. All yeah. right. Yeah. Gorilla was the my pitch for a avatar the last airbender game yeah just for the way of having different uh attacks associated with different elements having like projectile type stuff that i think you could translate to the different uh powers and different elements that you have in avatar but then also their design of a world and their design of different factions and different tribes in a world i think could apply to avatar as well uh so that's that's, that's what i still want from gorilla but a gorilla pokemon game i think could be, cool. be really interesting. Could be cool. Story number four, Ubisoft releases new art for Splinter Cell Remake. This also comes from Tom Ivan at VGC. Ubisoft has released the first concept art for its upcoming Splinter Cell Remake. The artwork on this page was released alongside a new Splinter Cell 20th anniversary video. Uh, it features four developers working on the remake, discussing the early Splinter Cell games, lighting, visuals, and player agency, as well as some details on the upcoming title. Ubisoft officially confirmed last December it was working on a remake of the original game, the stealth action game, which was first released in 2002 as an Xbox exclusive. The game was being rebuilt with the Snowdrop engine, which also powers the division and is being used to build Avatar Frontiers of Pandora and Ubisoft's upcoming Star Wars game to deliver new next generation, sorry, new generation visuals and gameplay and the dynamic lighting and shadows this series is known for. The remake will also include a rewritten story designed to appeal to a new generation of players. It's not simply a remaster. It's being built from the ground up. We get to do all the content from scratch fresh and ready to go yeah we're aiming to create this top tier remake and push quality as much as possible this should help us set a good foundation for the franchise going forward that's exciting uh we're very early in production we're still prototyping we don't want to rush anything we want to make sure that we absolutely nail the game we actually do everything in the right way and produce an absolutely stellar quality experience and we will be going dark for a little while so we can focus on making the absolute best game possible Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Hell yeah! I forget where you're where you're at in your Splinter Cell journey. Like, are you a Splinter Cell person? Enjoy the hell out of them, but I was always more of a Metal Gear person. Um, but Alfredo got so into the multiplayer of mm, Pandora tomorrow, and like he was like number four in the world for a while. Like he was in that shit. Um, so very familiar. Did you know that uh, Greg Miller was top twelve in the world for uh like early internet Monopoly? <laughs> you, no, but he, I'm <laughs> I'm not surprised. And it, he, it was a self-reporting system where he, you would, you would finish a game Monopoly online and then you would go report your your score and where you're, you're in the standings. That is so <laughs> fucking funny. He told me this yesterday during Remember Blank, and yeah. I fucking I was just fucking dying. Oh, I love Greg Miller. Yeah. Like I think that episode is up right now on Patreon. If you want to go check out, it was the Top Shop episode. <laughs> It scares me to think that Greg Miller existed before I met him, because I like to think that, like... <laughs> we like, we rein him in a little bit. Yeah, yeah, you know? But, like, just... The, the, I see pictures. I see the blue hair. I see the frog drawings. And I'm like, I... You know, I, I came in at the right time, I think. Yeah, 1,000%. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, all, I love that they're saying all the, the things we want to hear uh, about Splinter Cell. Can you pull up the uh, the concept photos again? Because I, I want to take a look a look through those real quick. All that juice says it's insane that Greg grew up to have a wife and baby. <laughs> <laughs> If I can say something very ignorant, Tim. Yes. Something very ignorant, uh -huh. right? Like, concept art is usually used to, like, establish what the vision of a new game is and, mm -hmm. like, you know, figure out, like, okay, this is where we want to go in, in terms of direction. If you're remaking a game, like, 
Isn't that the concept art? The concept art is just the game. <laughs> Isn't the concept art just the game? Aren't you yeah. making the same game? That's, of course, an ignorant take. It's a joke. But, yeah, like, I love that they're going hard with this, right? And they're taking Splinter The shadows Cell. again. Like, them talking about the shadows, they, that is yeah. what's so important, right? And it's like, I I love remakes, man. And I know that that might not be a popular opinion. A lot of people are like, I want Those people are crazy. But it's just like, I remakes are great. I love it. I love it. Especially growing up that remakes that are like, yo, let's go in and just change the, or not change, but like remake the DNA let's of Let's get game. it right. And yeah. I, I feel the like Resident we're, Evil 2s, the Shadow of the Clock, totally. even the Final Fantasy have remakes. And absolutely. All in different ways. And they're, 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 Tony Hawk, come on, man. Like, oh I God. love this stuff. But I love that we're at this point now that we're getting like even these games, right? Like Dead Space and RE4. And like, we're yeah. about to be eaten with these remakes that i imagine we expect them to be high quality yeah like that's the fact cool. that we're getting these remakes that play like current gen titles right and we can judge them as modern current gen titles the fact that i can play through resident evil 2 for the first time via resident evil 2 remake and have it be in my top three games of the year for that year like that's something that is special and that's something that i want to see more of right because it allows more people to uh you know, taking a piece of art that was created years and years uh, years ago through a medium that does age, right? It's not like film where I can go back and I can watch a Hitchcock movie and probably still enjoy it the same way that somebody would enjoy it back in the day. I, it's not necessarily the same about uh, the same with video games. If I boot up GoldenEye right now, that's not going to be the same experience as it was when it came out in the N64 because video games develop, video games change. There's inherent interaction that happens that um, I think has to be smooth, right? And has to be contemporary. And the fact that you can take these old things, make them contemporary, make them look fantastic. Yeah. Fuck yeah. And I also mean, the fact that they're like, this should help us set a good foundation for the franchise going huge, forward. Huge. Yeah, like we're going to get more Splinter Cell. And I know so many, like Alex Van Aken, I'm sure, is like hopping up and down, going crazy. Roger Bacorny, Roger Bacorny, sure, man. Yeah. He's no, super excited this about this. Really, really cool. I'm excited for it. And I think that's going to be great. And I, I hope that Prince of Persia comes out at some point. Oh, you're, and, not, getting, and, you're not getting Prince of Persia. I hope that it's <laughs> that's good. never coming out. And I hope that it, it also sets a, a good future for the Here, franchise. Here's what Please? I'll say, too. Based on the way they're talking about this, based on like, uh, Ubisoft, we talk about it all the time. Mm -hmm. What the fuck is the future of Ubisoft? Where doing? is Ubisoft going? I think we're starting to get to a place where we can envision years down the line, maybe a promising Ubisoft. I think right now we're still in that messy situation of like, all right, we got to get out Skull and Bones. All right, we had to get out <laughs> Roller <Do> Champions. <laughs> I think they, I think they do. I think legally they might we have gotta to get put out, out Skull and Bones. This Avatar. We got to put out Avatar, which Avatar could be fine. I don't know, but like, I feel like yeah, Ubisoft is like trying to push out all of just like the 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 garbo no offense to rainbow six extraction because i had did have fun playing it but like i think they're they're in that process of pushing that out but when you look forward to what games that you can expect maybe for past like the 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 next two years I, you're talking about a star wars game from the division team right you're talking about uh uh, uh this game splinter cell right you're talking about um uh fine, beyond good and evil 2 no, you're not talking about Beyond you're Game not? 2. But you are talking about the Assassin's Creed um, rollout that they Infinite, have that looks whatever. promising, right? Because you're talking about Assassin's Creed Hexy, which is the uh, Salem Witch Trials one. And then you're talking about uh, the uh, the Japan uh, Assassin's Creed, which both sound and look really good, right? I think there's something there. I think they might be building the pieces. But again, that's a we'll have to wait and see kind of thing. But they're saying the right things here. They're saying the right They are. At the very least, they're saying the right things. Let's go to the final story today. Story number five. Let's check this game out. It's called Gory, Cuddly Carnage. This comes from Jason Finelli at GameSpot. Did you see, did you see this on Twitter at all? Because I no. retweeted it. Okay, good, good, good. I can't wait for you to check this out. If you walk through Stray's neon-soaked streets and thought this game could use a lot more unicorn killing, then you're in luck. Thanks to Gory, Cuddly Carnage's latest trailer. The skate and slash action game. You have my attention. Uh, the trailer debuted during the PC Gaming Show 2023 preview. features the titular Gory, who the game's official Steam page describes as a badass murder kitty on a death-dealing hoverboard. 
and shows off his heavy-duty arsenal of weaponry, inc including neon-lit whips and massive energy blasts. Oh, I, I can't wait for you to see oh, this. Oh, man. It originally announced as a PC exclusive earlier this year, but developer Angry Demon Studio and publisher Wired Productions announced the game would be coming to consoles as well sometime next year on Xbox Series X and S, Xbox One, PS4, 5, Nintendo Switch, and PC. Yeah, this is one that's not necessarily like a new story for today, but PlayStation did tweet it out from their account today, which put it on my radar. I saw the gameplay footage, and I was like... This is a blessing-ass game, and also, it, I think it's a Tim-ass game, right? Barry, if you're able to bring up the footage to, for excited. Tim to here. Yeah, I, 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 I waited to, just because uh, I figured we'd want audio up and stuff. Yeah. Like that. yeah, that'd be awesome. Appreciate it. Let's see. Death to human, it says on the wall. Wow, this is really stray. Yeah, you got a cat that looks... <laughs> cat in a neon world. The cat is on a hoverboard, riding the hoverboard. Are you for real? This looks awesome. And you get like some Devil May Cry action of like the hack and slash. Meanwhile, the cat is fucking doing Tony Hawk uh, pro skater ass tricks on his board. Dude. Oh, hell yeah, man. Some platforming going on, a little rhythm action. He's Fuck so yes. Bloody. And he's cute. Uh, the um, strap line on GameSpot said Strayonetta. Strayonetta is fantastic. Oh, there was a really good chat comment, but it went away. But anyways, whoever that was, shout out to you. You did good today. Yeah, it looks like a really good, like, you Pixelated know, soul. That's who it was. It was a, it looks like, what, a mix of Tony Hawk, uh, Devil May Cry, and Stray. Yeah. <laughs> the, the Holy Trinity. Yeah. Let's go. I love that, dude. I'm into it. I mean, you literally just... I mean, Stray was is okay, but like yeah. the the other two, Devil May Cry, Tony Hawk, hell Let's yeah, let's freaking go. Small cuddly creatures that I could pretend are Pomeranians. Again, remember that solves all my problems. Stray is great. Stray is great. On the kind of funny scale. On the kind of funny scale, I believe we rated it an okay. <laughs> I, th I think we gave it a three out of five. And so, I'm, I'm technically, and people people do say that the kind of funny scale is the end all be all of video game reviews. It is. It's the only scale that it's matters. the only scale that matters. And yeah. so, God, okay. I, I the. The amount of drama that our review scale causes fascinates me endlessly, bless. Oh, man. You're telling me that gamers react to like, the arbitrary numbers? The <laughs> fact that you gave Pokemon a four, and I have seen so many people, how, how did you give this game a four when it runs this poorly? It's like, and they haven't played the game? explains it. I, like, that. It, despite the problems, you enjoyed it so much that you would give it a great score. Why is that so hard to understand? And I can't, like, because it's all about objectivity, Tim. They're it's right. all It's all math. It's all math. Um, uh, it's all about and the game all right. and how you play it, everybody. It is all about the game and how you play it. But playing it's games far. sounds so fucking far away. If I want to know what's coming to Mom and Grop Shops today, where would I look? You would look toward the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show hosts each and every weekday. I love, I love this so much. Like, even in the chat right now, people might be like, oh, there's not enough nuance. Oh, every game gets a three. The amount of times I've seen, oh, every game gets a three, every game gets a four, every game gets a five. It's like, well, I guess that's not I've done, true. What, I've done four reviews uh, in the last three weeks, four weeks. And I think, what, I've given a five. Mm -hmm. I've given, I think, two fours. No, I've given a five. I've given two threes. And I've given a four. If that's not if that's not exploring the scale, damn, I, don't I know can't what believe is. you've given every game a three. That God damn, it. every single one. And then I see people that are like, "Well, why even have a one and oh, two no, if it, no it, one's it, ever gonna?" Four. I gave two because fours. because we've given a two, I believe. First off, we've given though. a two. 
And even more than that, the review scale, we pretty much only review good games because that's just how games are too much of an investment. No, we need to play all of the really bad Steam games as well, Tim, so we can start putting out ones, okay? But the thing that people don't understand is the scale also needs to work for movies and TV shows, which do get ones and twos. Mm. Mm. No, you need to cater to what I want specifically, Tim. I'll tell you right now. There's not enough money you can pay me to play, to play through a one out of five game. <laughs> yeah. If you're if like we ever like, hey man, there's this one out of five game that's about to come out. Play through it all, thirty hours for kind of a kind of funny review. That's what I'm like. Oh man, all right. <laughs> like, uh, so this, this job has turned rough. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think we need the reviews. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> we need the views. <laughs> uh, out today. Pretty stacked day, if I do say so myself. Marvel Spider Man Miles Morales on PC. Pid. <laughs> On Switch, what the hell is PID, P-I-D. Uh, Pokemon Scarlet and Pokemon Violet. Resident Evil 3 coming to Switch. Uh, the Dark Pictures Anthology, The Devil in Me on everything. Oddworld Soulstorm on Switch. Grapple Dog on Xbox Grapple Series Dog. X. Um, That's a Cow on Switch. Again, you can't pay me to play a game called That's a Cow on Switch all the way through. I don't know. That just sounds to talk pretty, about it. That sounds pretty also, interesting. Also, just to talk about it on an episode of a podcast that y'all would skip because you go to, you're, you look at the headline and you go, oh, oh, the kind of funny is that's a cow review. It's a one out of five. Yeah, let me listen to that. Yeah. No, no. Y- you guys wouldn't listen to it either. No. Why we don't make it. This is PID, by the way. Thanks for the oh. PID, everybody. PID actually looks a little bit more interesting than I, than I thought. <laughs> and then Total Football coming to mobile. Let's go. No new dates for you, but we do have some deals of the day. PlayStation's Black Friday deals are up right now. Ooh, they're good. Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, 30 bucks. Last of Us Part 2, $10. Uncharted Legacy of Thieves Collection on PS5, $20. Yeah, there's a whole lot more. It's a PlayStation Black Friday sale. So there's a bunch of PlayStation titles on sale. I got that from Wario64, and he's tweeting them all. And so go check that out. You can go check out uh, at Wario64 on Twitter for as long as Twitter exists. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's time to squat up, everybody. Remember, you can go to tinyfunnycom slash KFGD to squat up, just like Gondor's Condor did. He's playing on Nintendo Switch. His little Switch friend code is SW32425955014. He says, my fellow Pokemon trainers, the time is upon us once again as a new generation of Pokemon games drop this weekend. For any players looking for new trading hookups or sparring partners, send me a friend request, and I'll happily help others catch them all. Go do that gondor's condor needs your support there's people in chat are saying you know can we pay blessing enough money to play through balance wonder world and this is what i'll say all right i don't play games made by fucking criminals (laughs) all right what do i look like i'm not gonna support white collar crime god damn i only support regular crimes all right (laughs) legalize it i love it drugs everybody i'm looking through Someone else uh, in the chat said uh, Gotham Knights is $40. If people want to jump in, I would say wait for it to be cheaper. Damn. Damn. Insider trading, trading <laughs> based on Dragon Quest is fucking insane. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, it, it just is. Um, here we have Bander SN who says, Blessing asked for a Sonic Prison Break game. In Sonic Adventure 2, Sonic does get arrested and Tails and Amy have to break him out. That's why earlier when you were like, it's obvious, I thought that's what you were talking uh, about. Oh, you know what? I guess Sonic forces Sonic is kind of in prison he too. Is, yeah. And he's being tortured. Tortured. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love Sonic the Hedgehog. We need to make a like uh, freaking, I want a full Blessing show of like, the most bizarre Sonic moments. I thought about making this Blessing show actually. I wanted to do, leading up to Sonic Frontiers, 
a uh, episode titled "I Played Every Sonic Game for This Video." You right, know what's funny is me going through every single Sonic game and talking about the fucking journey. <laughs> Bless this week, I I was cleaning my uh, my downstairs at home, and I just I, I throw on YouTube videos like video essays and stuff. Mm -hmm. I found this video essay. Don't know the man's name. Mm -hmm. uh, YouTuber uh, does a lot of game history type stuff. He did a video that was, I'm gonna play through every 3D Sonic game in one week. Oh, I love that. And it's like semi real time as he goes through the videos, like 50 minutes. Mm -hmm. And he's just giving like reviews as he's going. He's like, just be Sonic Adventure. He started with 3D Blast. And yeah, it's this one. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, what's his name, Barrett? God, Sonic Heroes. I fucking uh, love Sonic Heroes. I just had it up. It, it went away. Yeah, uh, is that Yakko? Yakko CMN. Yeah, Yakko CNN. Loved him. This was a, a, a great video. Very entertaining time. But. Um, I just, it was so funny because, yeah, he he did it to himself in about 10 minutes and he's like, I don't know why I did this. <laughs> I want to try it because, like, I don't know, man. Sonic is one of those franchises where there's so much nostalgia built into it to where Sonic Heroes, I'm, sh I'm sure if I played it now, I'd be like, oh, man, it's like a 6 out of 10, maybe 7 out of 10 if I'm lucky. But I know for a fact that I would still enjoy the experience so much because I played so much of that game when I was a kid. And I think that applies to so much of Sonic. But then there are also other Sonic games that I've not played, right? Like, I never played through all of Sonic Adventure 1. I played that game mainly at a cousin's house, and I also played it, like, at a demo kiosk in Best Buy. Wow. And I was like, oh, that's cool. But yeah, no, I never really? played through all of Sonic Adventure 1. And it's like, to this day, I have, like... I don't have much fondness for the Sonic Adventure games because I, when I go back to them, I'm like, these games are trash. <laughs> these <laughs> games are fucking terrible. I'm sorry, they are. But like, I go back to something like Sonic Heroes or Sonic Unleashed, and I'm like, I really enjoy these games. How much better are they from Sonic Adventure? I couldn't tell you. They're, I just know I love those they're games. They're radically different, actually. Like, That's what I, I figured I'm, out. Yeah. I'm interested in some level of this, Plus, Because like, I would be down. I would be down. I love how I'm saying all this after I said that, like, I would never play one out of five game. But, like, I would be down to go through and play games like Sonic and the Black Knight, Sonic and the, what, what was the other one? That Secret was? Ring. Sonic and the Secret Ring. Those Rings. are fine, though. Like, fine? Those okay. games aren't, aren't horrible. Shoot, crash. I'll even play the Sonic Boom. And I'll play through Sonic 06. I never played through Sonic 06. Yeah. I've only seen the, the scribes. Yeah. I've seen the videos. I watch videos. Of we Sonic need to 06. know. We need to know. Like, how did it get there? How did he kiss that human woman? I, let me think. Let me think and figure out an angle for this because I think this could be a blessing. Though. Oh, God, I promise to watch it though. Bless. This is one of those weird days where it's like I don't want to stop talking to you. I just want to hang out. I mean, what do you want to talk you know? about? I'm not a talk. I'm I don't know. Chill. I don't know. We got we got like what five minutes left that we could spend on the show. Yeah, let's hang out. Let's, let's, let's talk. Let's keep talking. Kaka being in prison. Yeah, I can't believe it. So wait, you you played a little of Sonic Adventure one? Did, have you beaten Sonic Adventure two? No, I played. Um, wow. I played like quite a few of the first levels of Sonic Adventure yeah. 2, right? Because I remember, because what, that's one that you could kind of choose where you start based on character, mm -hmm. right? So mm -hmm. I remember, I no. remember, no? No, no, two's more linear. One, you get to choose. Like, one has more, like, character selection stuff. Two, okay, two had the three different play styles. You choose hero or dark story. I remember playing, fuck, was I playing as Robotnik? Or was I playing as um, Omega, <laughs> whatever the fuck his name is? He, he's, Omega. that's Sonic Adventure 1. Oh shit! Okay, maybe I played more of Sonic Adventure. Sonic 1 Adventure than I Two is um, you either choose the hero path or the dark path, uh -huh. and there's three characters on each, and they play identically. Where Sonic and Shadow are more speed-based levels. Knuckles and um, Rogue, Rouge, uh -huh. whatever, Rouge. are um, like hunting for emeralds levels. I remember, playing, I remember playing a Knuckles level in Sonic Adventure Two, and being like, "This is terrible, infuriating." I Pumpkin Hill rap though is pretty dope though. And then mm -hmm. um, there's Tails and Robotnik are in, like, mechs. 
Okay, then I think that's what I probably played. I think I remember playing a Robotnik mech stage. So I did that. I did. I remember doing a Knuckles stage. Of course, I played Escape from the City. Um, or City Escape. Or not What's the name of that level? City Escape's the name of the level. Okay. Escape from the City's the name of the song. The song. Um, I remember playing those levels. So I played quite a few, like, I guess the first levels of Sonic Adventure 2. And then I, I probably played, like, maybe the first level of Sonic Adventure and a little bit past that before I was like, no, I'm not doing this. Because, what, that starts off with, like, a the outdoor ocean. ocean the like, whale. Do, yeah, there was, like, whale shit going on. And that was what I... So to take you back, right? Best Buy. I don't know what the year was, but it, the demo kiosk had a Dreamcast. And... At that time, I had played so much 2D Sonic at a cousin's house because mm-hmm. he owned the Sega Genesis, where, whereas I was an N64 kid. I remember playing Sonic all the time at his place and being like, what is this? This is cool. This is awesome. Uh, and I was obsessed with it, right? Because it, it, it was that thing of, I didn't Sonic's own this game. Cool. Sonic's fucking cool, but I didn't own the game. And so, like, I was like, this must, like, every time I'm, I'm at his place, I'm like, I got to play Sonic. got to play Sonic. And then when I'm not at his place, I'm like, man, I really wish I could be playing Sonic right now, right? It was that kind of feel. But then be, going to Best Buy, seeing that demo kiosk and seeing Sonic in 3D, I was like, what the f- I didn't know this was a thing. I didn't say what the fuck because I was like six years old or something. But yeah. like, I, I was flabbergasted and I started playing it and I was like, wow, this is cool. It's like Mario 64, but it's but Sonic. Sonic. <laughs> yeah, and I was all about that and I would daydream about that game, Tim. I never, oh, yeah. And I never Dude, got, I get it. I and get I, it. I would daydream about it and I would think about it. And then the PS2 would come out and I would get Sonic Heroes. Yeah. And Sonic Heroes was my Sonic adventure, right? It was my transition into 3D Sonic. Mm-hmm. And I played the ever living hell <laughs> out of Sonic uh, Heroes and fucking loved it. Was it buggy because of the PS2 version? Yes. Did I look past it because I was a kid? Yes. Yes. That's because how it it's works. Sonic, right? Um, and so I played Hello That, and then, yeah, Sonic Unleashed, I played later on. I, I, luckily, Sonic 06 bypassed me. <laughs> yeah. And so I didn't have to experience that travesty. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much my, my 3D Sonic story. I love it. Of course, you know, went on to play Sonic Colors and Sonic Generation. Oh, of course. Of course. The bangers. The bangers. In Sonic everybody. Frontiers. Yeah. My banger. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> next week's host. Uh, we have me and Bless all three days that we're doing content next week. Monday through Wednesday. We're taking Thursday and Friday off for Thanksgiving. So keep that in mind. Um, but we're going to have a ton of fun. Um, I'm trying to figure out Pokemon card unboxings. It's been oh. way too long. I want to do it on the set. So I'm going to be doing that sometime next week. So stay tuned for us. Uh, if you're watching live after this, Warzone 2, baby, with the Twitch crew. Uh, if you want to catch that stream later, you can subscribe to youtube.com slash and watch the VOD. And it's, uh, the, it's the Jabroni Boys and special guest, Stella from IGN. There we go. We're going to get in the zone. Auto the auto zone. zone. <laughs> Until next time, I love you all. Goodbye.